You're listening to Gospel-Centered Rest, a podcast by Grace Bible Church in Cambridge, Ontario, dealing with topics of life and theology, and how Christ's promise of rest for the weary and heavy-laden gives us strength for today and hope for tomorrow. Welcome back to Gospel-Centered Rest. The goal of this podcast is to have an interactive conversation and create conversations within the church. You know, this week we talked about finding rest in marriage and the role of submission. Um, the passage was about 1 Peter chapter 3, verses 1-6. to 6. Now, if I'm going to summarize the message, it's we've been looking at a counterculture uh, narrative here. The Christian virtue is one of submission. We've been surprised submission is a place of freedom to serve God. First um, Peter chapter two verse sixteen actually says, "Submit as free people, not using our freedom to cover up for evil, but as God's slaves." Submission sets us up to serve God, bringing life. Um, before we get into it, we just want to touch on the one topic um, about women who are married to unbelievers. Um, Pastor David, can you just encourage and just talk about? Um, that that concept there. Yeah, and uh, Jothan, I just want to thank you again for uh, helping facilitate these conversations. Um, and I'm also thankful to have my wife Eva with us mm-hmm. uh, today as as we talk um, about marriage and um, just be able, just be part of our conversation. Uh, and I'm also thankful for this podcast because, as you mentioned at the very beginning, it is our prayer that this creates conversations for those in the church to live out God's word in, in, in gospel rest. And there's always more that you want to say in a sermon that you can't get to. And that, this is one of the things I wanted to talk about is uh, what are some of the unique challenges of a wife living with an unsaved husband? And again, there, there can be a lot that can be said, but if I, if I just summarize it in four statements, um, I'll just briefly describe each statement. First of all, uh, when, I think we have to understand the emotion behind what Peter wrote. So he said, even if some disobey, that's a particular painful, those are particularly painful words that wives have to live with. Um, Some are just determined to disobey. And uh, so so this is very emotional for Peter. And I think that's a a unique challenge. And then (laughs) on the other side, um, a Christian wife uh, just loves the Christian message and that her husband doesn't love the message the same way that she loves the message. Um, I think there, and we'll talk about this in just a moment, but I, I think there can be a, a tremendous friendship between a, a believer and an unbeliever. They can have tremendous marriages, but at the heart of it, there's a, there's a, these are very emotional and painful words for Peter to write where a Christian wife loves the Christian message. It's, it's their heart. Jesus is their savior. Your greatest joy is misunderstood. Your greatest hope is not seen and your greatest treasure is buried. And, and I just think those are some of the unique challenges. And that's, that's why we need to be praying for one another and especially for wives. Um, I think some of the hope in this is Jesus understands what it is to be misunderstood Jesus understands rejection. Jesus understands loneliness. And so even though um, wives may feel this, they're, they're never alone because of what Jesus has experienced. And then finally, um, I, w- I, would, I would say this to, to encourage them. They're loved by the Lord, obviously, and, but that's not an understatement. We can't overstate that. We can't say that enough. Jesus not only understands what you're going through, but you have a Father in heaven who's 
deeply and without reservation loving you through this. And to be able to look for those blessings in a relationship, there is this common grace of God. And we've been talking about this. All humans are created in the image of God. And God has created your husband uniquely to love. Uh, he has weaknesses just as a believer has weaknesses. He has gifts to enjoy. He has a heart to explore. Um, there are many, many blessings in a human relationship. And just because one is not in Christ and one faces certain unique challenges, it doesn't take away from the joy and happiness of just the pure gift of marriage. I think that's so important. Just to, you got to speak sometimes to those people and just make sure that they are still heard and that just to know the value of their, their marriage. Yeah. And if an unbelieving husband is listening, we don't want to devalue them. Yeah. We want to speak, um, we, you know, we want to invite them, you know, obviously into the gospel, but just into, into a relationship with them because, um, because of who they are created in God's image. That's awesome. Um, so we just want to, we want to continue this conversation about submission. Um, but one of the things that we were very focused on this this week um, is we don't want to talk about wives submitting to husbands and only just be two guys talking about it. I think there's a, there's a lack of depth and dimension that comes from that. So we, we thought it was very important um, to have a female perspective on the topic. Somebody who has been married, who has raised kids, um, definitely qualified, I would say. Um, so we want to bring Eva onto the podcast to be able to talk about submission Welcome, and, and everything. Welcome. Thank you for having me. Um, so I want to start off with this question, you know, what do you, when, when you hear the word submission, you know, what, what do you think about? Submission can be seen as so negatively in our culture. It can be seen as so backwards and, you know, women are supposed to be liberated and, and equality between the sexes, equality, absolutely something we, we hold on to and we cherish. But so often I think culture sees the opposite of submission as domination. They don't see the flip side of submission as godly headship. They see domination. And if you're being dominated by somebody, then you have to submit to them. And then you're seen immediately as a lesser or a, pers a person of lesser value. And so I think we really need to speak clearly the Christian definition of this, because this is true submission is actually, as David said in his sermon, it is actually empowering. It is freeing. It is liberating. And really, it's a reflection of the gospel. And I think, and I know we've talked about this, You, I think you've talked about this in previous podcasts, but for me, what has always sort of helped me hold on to this is the, is the picture of Jesus with the Father and what a beautiful relationship they have. I mean, you think of the Father right, when Jesus was being baptized and the, sending the Holy Spirit saying, this is my beloved Son, hear Him, listen to Him, you know, glorify Him. The Father is trying to bring all this glory to Jesus, you know, calling Jesus the head of the church and setting Him up like that. And at the same time, you have on the other side, you have Jesus just delighting in the Father and wanting to bring glory to the Father. And so the beauty of that submission that Jesus showed to the father was that Jesus was all about promoting the father, just as the father was all about glorifying Jesus. And together it built such a beautiful, it's such a beautiful picture of relationship. And I think that's the beautiful thing that as a wife learns godly submission and as a husband learns godly leadership, this is the kind of strength and this is the kind of beautiful relationship we can have. And that in turn then reflects to the world. Yeah, I love what you actually said in the sense where 
even Christians have to understand what godly submission is. Mm-hmm. Like we have to be able to def- define that and, and understand mm-hmm. it practically. Um, and like you said, the, the world will see it a certain way, but mm-hmm. sadly, Christians will also see it a certain way. Mm-hmm. And so much of headship or submission is lived out. And as it's lived out within the gospel, you actually learn the definition, not just in our minds, but but in our emotions and in our hearts and, and living it out. Absolutely. Yeah. It's interesting because, you know, this whole idea is like it's based on the sermon, but it's so counterculture. When we think of submission, we think oppression backwards. Often that's how people view the church mm-hmm. is this place where women's ideas are suppressed. You know, what does that tell you? Kind of just expand on that idea. Is that how you feel or is it more than that? Well, I, and you're absolutely right that I think so often submission and headship can be misinterpreted and misapplied even within the church, which I think causes this sort of a misconception. Absolutely. But I would say I want to just go back to the the concept of submission being freeing, and it's not a place of losing yourself. It's a place of being able to enjoy and delight in who God's created you and the gifts that he's given you and the fact that you are unique and different and you are not male, you are female. So you have that, that just brings with it a whole different perspective and it brings different, a variety of gifts and things that, that you, you then bring this into the relationship and you enrich the relationship and you, you can have that helper role. Like, like the, the, the um, quote from, from the, Keller's book a few weeks ago that talked about playing the Jesus role like how beautiful is that that you can bring just a different so much richness and value to a relationship and I think that's really the beauty of this I think that uh, you just you mentioned in the Jesus role that really struck me right Mm -hmm. Um, you know you wouldn't doubt that you know you brought up about the Trinity you wouldn't doubt that Jesus has utmost significance yet when we see submission, we see it as a lesser form, but that shouldn't change the relationship there. Yeah, absolutely not. Um, and I think I think the the joy of knowing that submission is empowering. It gives you a place to use your voice. It gives you a place to think through the gifts that God's given you. To say, you know, how can I use this now to build up this relationship, to bring joy in this relationship? It becomes active. Like submission is not a passive, oh, sit quiet, don't do anything, don't, you know, obey. That's not submission. Submission is thinking, okay, how do I actively submit by using the gifts and and the, the person that God's created me to be to bring joy to this relationship? Yeah, we've, in, in, in our marriage, actually headship and submission rarely comes up mm-hmm. we just it, it's it's a it's a natural outworking of of the gospel and of relationship so the air that submission and headship breathe are the gospel and relationship if there's not the gospel and if there's not a relationship then headship and submission just die um, or they get angry <laughs> And, and it becomes a warped sense of um, headship and submission without relationship. Uh, and that's, that's, I think that's the, the, the beauty and the power of God, what God created marriage to be. Um, this deep oneness of relationship and, um, and then the, the natural desire to say, okay, I can, 
I can, with a pure, reverent, gentle, kind heart, um, you know, serve my husband. And then as a husband, I can serve my wife as I seek to serve and lead. Um, and the mutual conversations usually come out, let's do this, let's go here. And some, or sometimes it's, um, (coughs) you know, it's, uh, I, I may be ready to go this direction, but Eva's not. So let's, and, and then Eva says, I may not be able to go this direction, but you are, so let's go that direction. And you're, you're just trying to mutually almost outserve one another because you're both in it for the good of the relationship. And that's important. Um, you know, practically, when we look at this, this whole idea, you know, what do you say to women when a husband or anybody in that headship role then tries to submit or silence them? Um, and then what would you also say, you know, if you're the person being submitting and you don't feel that the direction that, you know, maybe your the, the husband is taking you is the right direction, what is your role in that? So just to speak first about, you know, husbands who try to use submission as an excuse to be authoritative or to, to belittle their wives or to silence them. Um, one thing David has said multiple times through his ministry, which I've always appreciated, he always says, speak truth to yourself. So I think here, like just referring even back to the passage where it talks about, you know, um, pure, it talks about being reverent, it talks about doing good, and it also talks about don't be intimidated. So I think these are sorts of truths that you can speak to yourself. You can t- you can be talking to yourself about being created in God's image. You can be talking truth to yourself about being unique and being valued and being being a being found your worth found in God and in Christ. And then from that you find that place to say, okay, I'm going to seek to do good. I'm going to seek to be reverent to God, but I'm not actually going to be intimidated because I know that his val- that my husband who's trying to silence me does not understand submission he is not valuing me so i'm going to seek to do good and i'm going to seek to speak truth but i'm not going to be intimidated by his misinformed um, thoughts of what submission and headship actually are and i'm not going to allow that to define me i'm going to find my definition and my worth in, in being created in the image of god um, now, going off of that you know where do you what do you do if you feel it's a bad direction that a husband is taking you yeah i there's so much that can be said here so i'll just start and then i'll probably defer to david but i would say so much of that depends on the quality of communication as well in your marriage so you know if i were think if that were to happen in our marriage because we're able to communicate because my opinions are valued i'm able to say you know i'm just really not sure i don't feel comfortable with that or in my heart i'm just i'm just feeling convicted about this can we talk about this and it you need to not be intimidated you need to know that first and foremost your direction is reverence towards god even in submission so you are responsible to god for for you know, voicing those concerns and for working through that. Yeah, I, I love what you're talking about in terms of not being intimidated because that is such an especially back in Peter's culture, um, but also even in marriages today, um, that that pretty much wraps everything up. Like it, this is not a position of of weaker. Um, it, in fact, it's it's great strength that you're you're not intimidated. Um, 
And it also calls the husband to ask certain questions like, am I intimidating? Because if I am, my wife shouldn't be intimidated. Therefore, I'm not living out headship properly. And, and that's why I really appreciated your answer, because it is to speak truth to yourself. Um, and, and that could be so hard, mm-hmm. uh, because sometimes warped headship mm-hmm. warps our thinking or causes us to doubt whether it's mm-hmm. actually truth or not. Um, mm-hmm. So just to be able to speak truth to yourself, uh, find a trusted friend mm-hmm. and, and be able to have that conversation with them. But then to know that um, you don't have to be intimidated. And if you feel you are intimidated, then it seems like that's probably, like you mentioned this, that's where the conversation would start. Like you're not even talking about the subject anymore. Yeah. If if it's a safe environment to have that conversation mm-hmm. and it's it's like not an abusive relationship. And if it is, then should you even be in that relationship at that point? Um, but in... in you you want to say you know I'm I'm feeling really intimidated. Mm-hmm. Let, can can we at least talk about that? Would that be something, Ab- Eva? Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. And then just if if it's that godly relationship, just knowing that your husband would want to know. Actually, yeah. he should want to know that you are feeling uncomfortable, or that you feel like it's a bad direction, or that you feel that it's, it's intimidating in, intimidation. Because I think a wise godly husband would know that God has given him his wife as a helper and that's part of helping part of helping is saying ah i'm not sure about this or i don't feel comfortable because i think it just part of helping is bringing that relationship in line with with god's heart yeah we try to have conversations that will always mess with one another because Mm -hmm. we should be having a conversation about how we're having the conversation if someone's intimidated they're just they're they're you know, there, it would be very hard. It'd be very difficult to have that conversation. Mm-hmm. So I think it's, it's so true what you're saying. That is, <laughs> let's talk about, I'm intimidated. Mm-hmm. Um, so that we can then have a healthy conversation. And then you'll probably find that, yeah. that, that, that conversation goes better. And, and sometimes the wife is intimidated. Not, it's not the husband's fault. It can be because of, a prior situation or an earlier abusive relationship, or it can be because it be because of her own anxieties. Mm -hmm. And so even in that case, you're not saying, well, I I'm feeling, you know, I'm, I'm feeling intimidated here is not necessarily saying, you know, my husband's a bad leader. It's saying, I, I just need to be built up. I I just need to be encouraged in this, that I actually have a voice and that you actually value my voice and you want to hear what I want to say. And it gives the husband an opportunity to say that. Yeah. Um, and he might not even know that that's that that she was intimidated. Yeah. Um, that that might be like really bad news to him and say, "That's never how I want you to feel." So thank you for expressing that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And one of the things you know when we talk about this whole idea, right now we're just focusing on submission. We're not talking about headship. That's going to come actually in the coming week. Yeah. So we do want to make sure that this is about right now just about submission so there is a second side to this um but we just haven't addressed it up to this point yeah. um so there is still a an avenue for for men and their roles of you know making sure and they're not intimidating everything like that and we will address that as well so it is not just a one-sided conversation here yeah. um that's good but i just want to go to kind of our last couple points here and you know does this work for unbelieving husbands you know can we say that these same rules 
or or ideas apply to them when you're in an unbelieving relationship? Yeah, um, I absolutely, because we're trying to live out the gospel in the sense of we're so thankful for the forgiveness of sins, um, and uh, the new life that we have in Christ. But part of living out the gospel is the new nature mm-hmm. that He's given us. God has given us, and what a testimony to be able to have a gracious, a gracious, loving, truthful conversation. Um, and it may not work, um, and that, that's why you know Peter um, talks to, to women, and, and one of the first things he says after pure is he says a reverent life before God, like. We don't do this pragmatically. We do this because we just want to be faithful to God. And I think that's that can be hard sometimes um, where should I have this conversation? And because we might be more timid or whatever it might be, we might say, I, I, I'm too afraid to have it. But God sets all of this up as he speaks to wives and he says, you know, fear me. And God is an awesome God. Like God is a big God. And so in the, in the bigness of God, we can go and have those um, difficult conversations. And then lastly, we just want to end it by, you know, what are some blessings of a godly submission and godly leadership? Like what, what have you been blessed with in your life by submitting? And I think this brings us back to uh, the verse where it talks about the imperishable quality of a gentle and quiet spirit, which is of great worth in God's sight. I really think the biggest blessing of this type of relationship is it allows us, it gives us a safe place. It gives us a refuge where we feel valued, where our voice is valued, where we're recognized. And then it allows us to really be able to develop that quiet, gentle spirit. And I really appreciate what David said in the sermon on Sunday, because i it's not about not talking. That's not what a quiet spirit is. A quiet spirit is one that is just at rest and at peace. And that even if there's things that are troubling in the relationship or circumstances vary from day to day, there's just that underlying safe place, that place of refuge, that quiet, gentle place that you just know that that's the foundation of your relationship. And then everything builds from there. Yeah. And and we'll talk about that on Sunday because, um, it's such a true answer, uh, that husbands want their wives to be pure and reverent before God. Um, Christian husbands, they want their wives to have quiet um, and gentle spirits. Like, is there like a quiet, a gentle spirit? Is there something in my life that I'm, I'm exasperating my wife and she's just becoming angry and bitter. So, so how do I, how do I um, live before her being encouragement to, 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 to develop a quiet and gentle spirit and then do good and not be intimidated. How do you create an atmosphere where you're both seeking to outdo one another in good um, and nobody's living in fear or intimidation? But And, and that's really what, it's, it's almost a reclaiming Eden, the Garden of Eden, where you can, you can share the fullness of yourself, the fullness of yourself, and you're not intimidated that you're going to be attacked or you're going to be put down, or you're going to be shut down. Mm-hmm. Um, so all of those things that describe submission, a husband uh, desires to see fulfilled in his wife, um, and, and that's that becomes a powerful moment where then you have, like we've entitled the podcast, you just have a restful gospel 
marriage. And, and that's mm-hmm. what we aim towards, to the glory of God. That is really well said. You know, I just want to thank both of you guys for coming on and being able to have this kind of a conversation. Often, you know, it can get construed and it can be a difficult conversation for a lot of people. But it is so important to be able to have these conversations and just be able to have that peace so that relationships can flourish. Mm Because marriage is a beautiful Mm -hmm. thing. Mm -hmm. Um, But, you know, it comes through a lot of work and and submission. Thank you, guys. Thank you, Jothan. And thank you for having me today. (laughs) 